0: Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. I feel like we haven't had one of these instant reactions in a while, and it's the one we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for Dylan Grant to commit. Uh so Rutgers picked up another 2024 uh basketball commit. This is the fourth in the class. Dylan Grant is a kid who came onto the scene for Rutgers about a month ago. Rutgers extended an offer shortly after they hired uh Coach Smoke Williamson to be their final assistant. Um, he's a kid who plays on the family AAU team. Took an official visit that was very quiet at the beginning of the month. So tell us, uh, just I'm giving you some high-level notes here. Richie, tell us kind of the, the, the <clears throat> deeper scoop as to how Rutgers got involved with him, his recruitment, his visit, etc.
1: So for those of you that don't know yet, the family AAU program is the place that Coach Smoke kind of got his start at. Um, he worked to, I don't know if he was a founder, I don't think he was or co-founder, but he was president of youth operations and as well as a coach there. So he's he's got really strong ties to this uh, organization. Um when he was coaching he coached guys some of their notable alumni or I should say most notable alumni is uh <clears throat> geez Draymond Green couldn't even think of his name for yep. a sec. Um he uh obviously is one of the <laughs> the best players in the NBA now I would say or used to be and maybe not anymore. Um but he's also helped uh develop other guys like Joe Crawford Wake um, Harrison. There, there's multiple former McDonald's all Americans on this throughout this AAU program and um coach smoke still has ties to the program very close ties he's um he's always been well known as a guy who has ties to the Detroit uh, Detroit Michigan area and Michigan in general hence why you've seen all these new Michigan offers like for example Dylan grant for example, Dylan Grant's AAU teammate, and I don't want to dive too much into it yet because we we're going to talk about it. But Trey McKinney, who's like number twelve in the country in twenty twenty
0: five, and Darius Acuff. D- Darius There's Acuff, I didn't even mention. Him.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't mention him. Jeez. Um, but yeah, no. This is this is what Smoke was brought in to do. It was to recruit, and he's now at a high level program, and he's proving he can do just that. Um This is uh, his second commit in, I want to say, the past month, two months. I forget when Jeremiah Williams committed. But um, that's, that's two for him. He's had the last two. And um, this is just starting to uh, – it's going to be crazy, I feel like. And it's not going to stop anytime soon. This train is uh, – it keeps on rolling for Rutgers basketball.
0: Yeah, so tell us a bit about his game. I know his profile says he's 6'7", 205, I want to say.
1: <clears throat> I believe that's accurate. Uh, 6'7", 205, yeah um so yeah he's a forward he's a wing type really good defensive guy um knack for instigating turnovers and just kind of being a pest on the defensive side of the ball which i mean i'm sure Pike will probably watches tape and like that guy i want him mm. i know i i don't need that other dylan i got this dylan no he didn't say that but,
0: <laughs> oh, uh, no no he definitely didn't say that <laughs> no but
1: uh i'm sure he loves this dylan's game oh well, maybe yep. maybe a little more who knows just because the de- defensive things but uh yeah, he's a he's a really good free throw shooter. Um, he loves contact at the rim in terms of uh, both sides of the ball. He's he's just super athletic for his size. He's probably I know we have him listed six seven. I've seen other sites list him at six nine. Um, based on the AAU programs, they list him at six eight. So that's just one of those those fun things that we all like to debate because like, mm-hmm. no one has it accurate apparently. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's just super athletic. There's one really nice highlight on Twitter, and I think I retweeted it either a second ago or 10 minutes ago, something like that on our Rutgers rivals account. And he just gets hacked on like a, a rebound that he gets right underneath the basket and just goes back up and just a powerful two-handed slam. Um, he's really good in transition. He's he's a like a they. I know Zach smart, our guy called him a run sparker and like a flare on the court. And he, he just has a loud style of play where it's just like you see him and like on the court and all of a sudden he just runs from, baseline to baseline and just goes for a crazy dunk and that's it. That starts the whole momentum shift. Um, He's just, he, he's just a really uh solid recruit and he's not like a superstar. He's not a crazy star, but he averaged 12 and six on the AAU circuit this uh, off season or this this summer at the EYBL, which, which is pretty solid. And and like I said before, he, he runs with a lot of superstar teammates. So kind of fitting yep. him in between say, I don't know, an Ace Bailey or in like a Dylan Harper type might be a pretty good, uh, Pretty good role for him.
0: Yeah, and he, he <clears throat> elevated his game at Peach Jam. So you said he averaged about 12 and 6 on the EYBL circuit. So yeah. that's like the season long circuit. But at Peach Jam, he averaged 15 and 8. And oh, he was arguably go. the best player on the family AU team, despite the fact having two five star teammates uh, yeah. playing alongside of him. So this is a guy who, while his recruiting ranking <clears> might not be super high, uh, we've seen what Michael can do with kids like him who have this high motor who are very good defensively who mm-hmm. have shown that they can be productive offensive players. Like I like this pickup a lot, uh, mainly because I just kind of trust Pike well, and you yeah. recruit yeah. at this point, I, if, if he's going after a guy that probably means they're underrated in at yeah. the very least. Um, yeah. but you got to imagine that he's probably not a guy you hope to get a ton out of year one. Um, which Let's kind of talk about him as a recruit now. So this pushes us, hypothetically, at 14 scholarships heading into next year, if, if everyone comes back. You can't, obviously, assume everyone's going to come back because Cliff, obviously, had a chance to go to the NBA this year. He decided to come back for mm-hmm. his senior year, but he has that extra COVID year. Moat Mag is another guy who has senior eligibility next year, and also Oscar Palmquist will have senior eligibility next year. Correct. How do you think they resolve this current scholarship crunch, especially because we're expecting another... Possible addition to the twenty four class coming soon.
1: Yeah, um, I think number one, you just assume. I've I've been told personally. I think I just told you this off pod too. Like, there's like a ninety nine percent chance Cliff isn't coming back. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. He wants to go pro. He wants to make that money. That's fine. It's not. I guess it's not just more about making money. It's more about making the NBA. And I think as long as yep. he has the season, he he's projected to. He's probably gonna have a really good shot at that. Whether it be a late second rounder or maybe an undrafted free agent type. Um, I do think regardless he'll get a shot maybe as a two-way at the very worst we're talking but so there's one scholarship so now you're back to technically even and then you add a guy say Dylan Harper and then you're one over again <clears throat> there's one simple situation well there's two situations actually you can fix this number one you, you kick Jeremiah Williams off the team <laughs> um, yeah you could just be like, "Hey, like, I'm sorry, but uh, we didn't know this. This whole it, since situation with the gambling and blah blah blah." There you go, scholarship done. Number two, you you kind of tell Oscar like, "Hey, dude, it's been it's been five years. Like, I, I think yep. we're done here. Um, <laughs> you, you did your you played your role, and I do think he's going to play a decent role this season. I think he's actually going to play a, sol- a solid amount of minutes too. Um." And number three, you just someone's gonna end up transferring. There's always an off season where there's at least yeah. one transfer. um I know Pikel and Rutgers hyped up the fact that they were i think they were one of four programs, not this off season but the off season before that where no one left um mm-hmm. at all. so I just don't see that happening again just because the way the transfer portal works. You mentioned what mag's gonna be a senior if he has if he rebounds from his injury from last year and just looks as good. There's going to be his phone's going to blow up. It's going to be nuts. They're, yeah, he can't get NIL technically, but in reality, and most schools don't give a shit. They'll find a way.
0: They don't, and there's plenty of teams that will go on these international trips in the summer, and he'll find a way. Um, yeah, but yeah, he will be very sought after, especially <clears throat> if he pulls the whole you know Cam Mulcahy card and waits until June, after the window July. closes. Yeah,
1: Cam Mulcahy. what a name, Cam yeah, you could do that. There's also other options. Like maybe you you look at it this way: if Antonio Troll doesn't really do much this off season or this season, it's kind of like, all right, dude, like we we tried. And like there's your three mm-hmm. years, and then you're stuck with like a Dean Reavers slash Jalen Miller slash um, technically Oscar Palmquist type situation where it's like we're not pushing you out, but we're just going to tell you we're not yep. going you're not going to play much going forward. So maybe someone transfers out. Um, you're going to have three big men next year too. Between um I mean you technically have it this year, but Ogbowl's gonna miss a couple months due to the recovery from injury. But yep. uh between Ogbow, Wolfolk, and Somerville, maybe one of them's just like, dude, I'm not sitting here playing third big man behind so and so. Behind the other two. Like there's so many options right now that could happen that there's there's so much room for movement in this entire uh this entire roster. It's really in flux, to be honest with you. Yep. So
0: yeah, and I think Pike kind of learned a valuable lesson this off season where it's kind of maybe you need to buy an extra for lack of a better term you, you buy an extra box of cereal in case you have you know <laughs> in case you need it rather than need the extra box of cereal and not have it um,
1: yeah, that's true
0: so maybe maybe that's the idea but uh, it'll be interesting because typically they don't do stuff like this typically they try and get around 12 scholarships um, And it's
1: yeah He's always done the um the walk on. Walk on gets a scholarship mm-hmm. every year, and that was one of his things. But now with the way the portal works and everything, it's like I you can't be too safe. So, like you said, yeah. you get that extra box, or you get that extra big man, or an extra extra forward like a Palmquist, and you're like hey, you want to come back? Like yeah, so yeah, it works.
0: So we had mentioned he has a lot of high profile teammates on his, <clears throat> his AU team, in yeah. Trey McKinney, who's 12th overall in the class of 25, and Darius Acuff. Who's I think fifteenth overall in the class of twenty five. Believe so. We've we've talked about both those guys previously. Um, it was kind of timely because I believe somebody asked a question on our last call in uh, portion of the show and asked specifically about if we're done in the class of twenty four and what the class of twenty five looks like. And we highlighted Grant as the only twenty four still outside mm-hmm. of Dylan Harper and two of his teammates. So uh, shout out to whoever asked that question. I think you were listed as as anonymous, but. Uh, I think you said the Darius A. Cuff is a heavy Kentucky lean from right, for right now. So what it hearing. Like. Yeah, Is Trey McKinney, obviously he's taken an official visit to Rutgers on October 12th. Could this be a, a redux of Ace Bailey and Jermichael Davis?
1: <laughs> it could. I mean, I had someone could? actually ask me in the DMs uh, already, like within seconds of the guy committing. And they're like, I was like, be excited for Dylan Grant for a second because he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty yeah. damn good. And I I do want to say one more thing about Grant before I forget completely. Not only did he look really good in the AAU circuit as a scorer, but he also had hundred and six rebounds on on the season. I think that's over I don't even know. Twelve games, thirteen games. The next closest on his team was seventy four and that was McKinney. But that's a big gap. Like like it's insane. He's he had such a good um and he played wow, he played a ton of minutes. He had such a good uh off season or AAU season. Um Whatever, whatever grassroots season, I forget they they have so many fucking nicknames for it. Mm-hmm. But no, I I do think um I think Rutgers has a real shot, and we said this last podcast. It's not crazy for a, a really good shot for Trey McKinney. Um, I don't think it's insane because if you look at his visit schedule, so he's going to Ole Miss at the end of this month or next month. Sorry, um, then the month after that, which is technically a week after, but. Um, October 6th, he's going to Missouri, and then Rutgers will be October 13th. Then there's a big two-month gap till his next visit, and that's Georgetown on December 2nd. Now, we know Georgetown has a big NIL fund. They have two donors that want to make it known that they have money. It's basically like any other rich person. But yet like they that. keep
0: striking out. They haven't been able <laughs> yeah. to reel in those big fish, and they lost a – who is it? his name's like Akak Akak. They lost uh, this offseason, yes. like one of their top yes. players. Yeah. So, so they're was- – uh, you gotta money feel bad for these guys considering they were the ones who tampered with Cam Spencer and got him really thinking about leaving yeah. uh, for NIL, and then they didn't catch him. So,
1: yeah, well, money doesn't buy, uh, doesn't buy happiness. It. So, uh, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? We'll see if Ed is even gonna have a good team this year because I think they're gonna get yeah. ran by Rutgers. But oh, this we... point, that's good, you That's gonna be a fun one. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just we'll hype it up on here beforehand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can I can only imagine. But uh maybe we'll get you we'll try to get a uh, Pat Spencer on. That'd be cool. You yeah, know, I'm sure he would the Another guy who uh, <laughs> kind of pushed Cam out, but um yeah, uh little Northwestern connection there. Uh, um yeah, so hey, there's a 2-month gap between the Rutgers and Georgetown visits and I think the fact that usually the last visit is the favorite for the recruitment Mm -hmm. and then georgetown being a two-month gap it might have just been like a hey like i'm just gonna go check it out i think ruckers has a legitimate shot here and coach smoke when he was hired i do remember someone saying this i think you might have actually told me this you were talking to someone and they said now that coach smoke is at um, a high major level he's gonna recruit at a crazy different level like he's there was people saying like during his central michigan days saying like hey like you recruit it well, but you can only do so much when you're at like a mid major. I don't even know if Central mid, mid Michigan's mid Central Midigan. There we go. Midigan. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's tough to recruit high major recruits at that level, especially when you have the connections, but you can't just get them at that mid major level. Now yep. he's at a high major. Now it sounds like he's gonna he's gonna do some crazy stuff here. And yeah. Who knows? Yeah.
0: From what I was told about Chris <clears throat> smoke is that he basically knows everybody. Like he knows people yeah. in every little nook and cranny of the, the youth basketball and college basketball landscape. So mm-hmm. don't count him out of anything. Don't underestimate him given where he came from in terms of, you know, a pretty underwhelming, uh, mi- central Michigan team, Um uh, Midigan, Midigan, central Midigan team. Um, so yeah this is a this is a commitment i'm excited about especially as a guy who is more of a developmental player um probably gets a red shirt if i had to guess and this is speculation but uh you think then he comes on Grant? i mean who's yeah, he gonna I guess, play over yeah, you're if, right. if he's the 13th guy it's not a bad 13th guy to have by any means and looking... I, I want to throw this out there that like it is very rare for guys to truly redshirt anymore like What they'll try and do more often than not is the Antonio Chol thing this year where you play him for like five, six games, and then they have this mysterious injury that comes up, and then they're out for the rest of the year. And then they get the medical red shirt, and so you get your feet wet a little Mm -hmm. bit. You get to feel like part of the team, uh, especially against those early season games. I guess you're Um, right.
1: It's either him or Dorch. One of them is probably
0: going to have to red shirt.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that's again, mind you, this is if Jeremiah Williams. No, I guess he's a guard too. So now Gavin, yeah. Gavin kind of moves it forward. Ace, Ace isn't getting benched. Um, nope. like, yeah. I don't. That, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. I didn't. I didn't process that till now. Wow. That's that's kind of crazy.
0: It's a good problem to have, but yeah. for sure. Um, Not a bad. Thing. But I guess we'll just kind of have to see how the roster rounds up for next year because you know, these guys don't even arrive on campus for what thirteen months. So.
1: Something like that. So, um I know we're gonna sign off in a sec, but one more thing before we sign off. Today is the final day, last day, sixty percent off of the night report. Sign up now. I think you get a whole year for like thirty bucks or something like that. That's like a hundred and ten dollar value for thirty dollars. Um this promo is not gonna come around again until probably next year, but not till next September or August, whatever day it is now. Um football season's around the corner, our predictions are out. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about them because people already hate me for him. Uh, <laughs> no. in terms of, uh, basketball, I, we had this, we had this scoop for a while. Like we posted it last Friday. I think it was, um, yeah. I shouldn't say last Friday It's only four days ago, but, um, yeah, no, like it can be we, a long
0: time in the recruiting like, landscape though. Yeah, I guess you know you're I mean? right. So much can but, change in four days.
1: Yeah. But I mean, people gotta realize, like, if you want the Rutgers scoop before anyone, you want everything Rutgers athletics related, whether it be football scoop, team scoop, recruiting scoop for either program, uh, wrestling, baseball, uh, we we cover everything. We have women's soccer yeah. coverage. Like, check it out. If you if just all I say is check it out, it's thirty dollars. Worst comes to worst, you cancel, and you still get a whole year for the rest of the year talking with every Rutgers fan known to man on this message board because there's God, there's a lot of them.
0: Oh yeah. I do have one nugget to, to to sign off with. I know we've kind of talked True. about, like you were the first one to future cast, Dylan Harper coming to Rutgers. Yes. We both still feel very strongly about oh, him yeah. ending up at Rutgers, like overwhelmingly strong. I think he's had to push back his decision a couple times due to having a busy schedule and due to timelines not lining up for himself and important people in his life. I was told today to expect a resolution by uh, less than two weeks. So yeah. by the tenth of September. Just yeah. uh, putting that out there. So another two another
1: bit that's on our boards. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. So last night, uh, Dylan Harper was on a live uh, as well, and he said at one point, "Yo, got big news dropping soon." That's all I'm going to say. So he also <laughs> was teasing it himself. So just stay Ooh. tuned. I'm hearing and here and we're at the very end of the finish line for this who race. Is, uh,
1: who was he in the car with, by the way? He said that
0: he was uh he was getting driven around by his brother Ron Harper Jr. Oh, yeah. not
1: a, a Rutgers. Uh, did he graduate? I think he did. Alumni. Yeah, I Yeah,
0: think so. Yeah, he redshirted, So yeah. I assume he graduated. Yeah, yeah.
1: true. No, just saying, adds up. Quick math. Just but...
0: Saying, yep. Uh, and especially with the football season starting on Sunday, you would think that he wouldn't want that over his uh his commitment being overshadowed by other sports so that is true I'll
1: we say... see a 2-0 Rutgers football team with a dylan harper commitment following with maybe maybe a football commitment this fall too coming soon maybe I'm just saying i don't
0: know i guess we'll just have to you'll just have to <laughs> if you're not already a subscriber you'll have to subscribe to get the latest intel because we can't put out a podcast every, every single minute yeah yeah
1: Kickoff 2023 is a promo, by the way, all caps. So don't forget it. The link is in our bio. It's in the thingy down below. So check it out.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you once again for listening. Thanks to all that have liked, subscribed, I'll followed us it. on different platforms, followed us uh, uh, on your whatever podcast app you use to listen to the show. You guys are great. Um, for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Nerdcast Podcast. So- Thank you for listening to Believe.